Right, Monday back to the work week. Yes, indeed. What a weekend! What a weekend! First, shout to everybody in Detroit. Oh, yes. Now, uh, I was in Detroit. We were uh, teaching people how to invest in real estate and all about real estate. So, what we do is we do these seminars, and uh, in these seminars, I go to areas that I invest in or, or that I, I think it's, it's a great place to invest. So, we went to Detroit. I own a, pro- a couple of properties in Detroit. So, does ye. And we bring everybody there to help people learn how to invest. So we bring the credit people to fix your credit. We bring the lenders that will help you get loans if you need loans, whether it's 3% down, whether it's 3.5% down. We bring agents. We brought a, a title company to explain what a title company does, especially in Detroit. We brought so many different people, and we just kind of just really taught people about investing in their own communities. And over 600 people came out. It was just amazing. So shout to everybody in Detroit. This yes, week, we're amazing. actually in Atlanta, so we're going to be doing the same thing in Atlanta. Shout to uh, Killer Mike. He's going to be joining us as well. So we'll be doing that in Atlanta. And shout to the House of Mary Jane. Have you ever been there yet, Yee? Mm-mm. House of Mary Jane is in Detroit, and it's a, a minority-owned dispensary where they have everything. Oh, you know what? Okay. You've been there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now you remember. <laughs> I really don't smoke like that, so, you know. But you know that place. You've been there, I, I see yeah, I've been to, yeah. <laughs> so I was she- going to hit you up and tell you to go to this restaurant called Savannah that Savannah Blue that you would love out there. It's a black-owned restaurant that it was really great when I was there last time. So shout-out to everybody there. Shout-out to Lee. Okay. I'm gonna be, I go to Detroit a lot. Actually, my cousin's getting married. Um, he went to the University of Michigan, mm-hmm. so I have to go back out there Memorial Day weekend. And then I'm going back there for something that I have to do that's, a, that's pretty exciting. I can't wait to announce it. That has to do with Quicken Loans. Okay. So, you know. But shout out to our Brooklyn Nets. Why? For what? Being down 3-1? to one? Yes, they're down 3-1. to one, But I was at the game on Saturday. You know, listen, it was a very ex- – it might have been one of the most exciting games I've ever been to. I mean, that game what looked like mean? they were about to fight. No, they, they were was, about to fight. They were about to fight. Like, yeah. crazy. I saw it. But what yeah. does that mean? What, why is it exciting? It was, just a, it was a good game, though. It oh, was a okay. good game. It's, a, it's not like they got blown out. They looked like they were about to possibly <laughs> come back. It was a good game. It was exciting. It was exciting. Everybody was going crazy. I've never seen the Barclays like oh, yeah. that when the Nets played. So get you a good. W. Excite me, baby. That's a playoff season. Well, we, yeah. we still Shout have Shout out to iBrooklyn. Another game. What's the Nobody game? even anticipated they would make it this far. What's the next game? Tuesday? What? <laughs> um, tomorrow. Tomorrow. No, they That's were Tuesday, definitely yeah. the underdogs. Yeah, but people knew that they were going to make the playoffs. Not for a while. It's the first round of the playoffs. This isn't far, ye. Well, yeah, the next to make it to the, you know, when, the last time they haven't made the playoffs in like five years. Yeah, but it's the Eastern Conference. They decent enough to make it to the playoffs. Well, the next game is Tuesday. The Knicks they make it. Yeah, the Knicks suck. <laughs> Knicks are definitely horrible. But the next game is Tuesday, so we'll yes. see what happens on Tuesday. You know, um, Michael Rubin, the owner of the 76ers, said we can come out and be his guest, but I don't want to sit next to him. 
Yeah, he did say that we're both coming tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sit next to him. But let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, yes, let's talk about Sri Lanka. Really devastating news in Sri Lanka over the weekend. Prayers for them, and we'll give you the update on what's happening. Over 290 people so far have been confirmed to have been killed. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Trust me, I know from experience, hiring is challenging. But fortunately, there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. It's been so challenging because we own a business, Juices for Life in Brooklyn, and the turnover rate, I mean, there's a lot of people there. It's their first job, or they're doing this as they're going to school at the same time, so people's circumstances change all the time. We're always having to hire new people, and anybody that gets hired has to have a food handler's license, so that also narrows down the playing field. Fortunately, with ZipRecruiter, we are able to find qualified candidates. It doesn't take too long, and we don't have to worry about applicants who don't have that license. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through that site within the first day. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What's happening? What are we talking about, Yee? Oh, uh, uh, let me do the, play, the yeah, playoffs first. What are you let me doing? do the playoffs. All right. So, <laughs> now, last night, Boston Celtics swept the paces, winning game of 4 1 10 106. The Warriors beat the Clippers 113-105. My son was actually at that game. How about that? Which game? The Warrior mm-hmm. game in L.A. Oh, where, he was? Where the hell were you? Yeah, I, that's weird. Now, he went, he's on spring break, so he went to go visit his uncle, so he went out there for a couple of days, and then the next thing I know, I see him at the game. I'm like, oh, you're going to go to two playoff games this year? He was like, yeah, I'm just chilling, Dad. So your, dad, your son doesn't tell you where the hell he's going at all times? I was out of town. He talked to my wife. Oh. All right. Now, the Raptors uh, beat the Magic 107-85, and the Trailblazers beat the Thunder 111-98. Now, what else are we talking about, you? And shout out to Notori, who actually sang the national anthem at the game. She did? Yeah, on Saturday. I tried to get there early. I walked in just as she started singing because I was like, I got to see her sing. I didn't know she was in Queen of the South, too. I'm just uh, catching up this, this season. I, I, I seen, seen her. In, it. Oh, she's in it. But go ahead. All right. Now let's talk about weather alerts. They're saying on Wednesday there's a great chance for severe thunderstorms from southern to eastern Texas and into western Louisiana. So they said they will be damaging winds and large hail. That's going to be the primary threats. But there'll be a lot more widespread on Wednesday. So be careful again all, if you're traveling. I always expect more of that in the April anyway because you know April showers bring, bring May, May flowers. flowers. Ain't yes. that nice? All right, and in Flint, residents can sue the federal government over the water crisis. They have decided more than a dozen lawsuits, including class action cases, were filed against Michigan and the city of Flint after the water was contaminated with lead. And one lawsuit says the state still hadn't treated the water with an anti-corrosive agent in violation of federal law. So now they are deciding that you can sue the federal government over this crisis. So how many attorneys are going to take these cases pro bono? Because a lot of these people that would, would like to sue, I'm sure, don't have the money right. to file a lawsuit. So well, how if many... they feel like they can win, I'm sure they'll get paid off. The, if you feel saying. there's a great chance that you're going to win, then you get your percentage. 33%. Wouldn't they stand a better chance filing a class action lawsuit? There are the... class action lawsuits. Oh, okay. okay. But how does that work? If, if they file a class action, how does everybody get paid? It's a class action lawsuit. 
Everybody's suing for the same thing. You know how you be getting them letters in the mail like, hey, you're eligible. So they break that down with all the residents? I would assume so. I'm not no attorney. Somebody get Ebony K. Williams and Angela Rye on the phone. Those are the the attorneys. Mm -hmm. They can tell us better. Now, Ben and Jerry's has made a statement on 420, and what they've done is called out white privilege. They actually put out a 29-second clip saying, ever notice how most people making money off legalized cannabis are white, but a disproportionate number of people getting arrested for using cannabis are black. That's not cool. Let's celebrate 420 this year by making sure legalization doesn't leave people of color behind and expunging everybody's cannabis uh, convictions. Makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. All right. And in Sri Lanka, very uh, devastating situation. Bombings killing at least 290 people in hotels and churches in Sri Lanka. They said these are certainly acts of terror, though no group has claimed responsibility for these acts of terrorism yet. The explosions uh, did happen as people were coming to the church for Easter Sunday. They said more than a 1,000 people had come to one of the churches because it is a special day. It is an attack against the whole of Sri Lanka because Sri Lanka is a multi-ethnic, multi-religious, and multicultural country, and the whole country comes together in celebration of Easter Sunday. So Mm. really sad, really tragic. So far, 290 people have been killed. Wow. Rest in peace to all those people. Nothing you can do about that. Nothing at all. Jesus. Pray for now, their the families. Now, the Sri Lanka government has blocked social media sites like Facebook and Instagram while they have this investigation underway. That's just one of those, uh, you know, terrible circumstances that you hope you're never caught in. Because there's nothing you can do about that when that happens. Right. Rest in peace to all those people, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Are you upset you need to vent? Maybe your 420 was horrible. Maybe you had a great weekend. Maybe your favorite basketball team won. Whatever it may be. Maybe you drove on the weekend on the one day you had off to go see a play, and then things didn't work out the way you anticipated. Damn it, man. All right, well, 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, Breakfast Club. This is Cassandra from New Jersey. Good morning, hey, Cassandra. Cassandra. Good, morning. good morning, good morning. I'm calling because I'm so aggravated. I told you guys I do a, a program out here in Newark, New Jersey, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, it's so aggravating to hear these young boys talk about how, you know, they could gather up these 10000 and thousands of dollars to get these lawyers when they have a case. But yet they can't take that same ten thousand dollars and buy the building that they hustling in front of. Mm. It's so aggravating to watch. You know that's why I really wish DJ be you, Charlemagne, Meek Mill, Jay Z, and these other positive uh, uh, rappers and, and, and athletes to get together and have these conversations with these young boys because the marathon will never continue. It's not going to continue if they don't understand what this young man Nipsey was trying to do, how he was trying to do it. I would love to see the marathon continue, particularly those that were part of his organization. These organizations need to understand that. I would love to see, you know, and it's so heartbreaking to see them out there hustling, but yet they can't get together and put and get an uh, apartment for $1,200. Yeah, you know, we got to teach them, though. That, a lot of that is, is we honestly just don't know. We, we were never taught. That's so all. It's, it's right. like you said, we got to right. teach them. Information is very important. That's all. And, and we got a whole generation of guys that are actually doing that, that are able to pass that information on to the young boys. So it's, 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 it's changing slowly but surely. 
just like we, you know, we had a reentry conference out here in New Jersey with the former Governor McGreevy, and you had Mike from The Wire. He was, you know, up there, and he was, you know, giving. They was talking about trauma, you know, being in prison and trauma. And a lot of times, and they were talking about parole. And uh, Governor McGreevy wouldn't even let the guys really tell the real story. So that's why I would love to see you guys do that kind of, uh, that whole panel, that whole kind of forum, so that these guys can really, really, particularly bring their big homies, because that's who need to get in the room, the big homies, and talk about this whole change of this whole thing. It's just so heartbreaking. You know, well, this, this, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to do a panel on real estate, and I'm going to do a panel on mental health and, and trauma and PTSD and all that good stuff. Because that's right. what we do now anyway. Well, you know what? Know if you, you have any kids, we're going to put you on hold. If you have any kids, like like the other day I, I was in the mall, and there was a young brother. You could tell he just he just came home, and he just you know he, he just said he listens all the time. And, and I gave him a ticket to my seminar. I was like, well, come to the seminar. What are you doing with your life? He was like, I'm trying to get it together. I was like, come to the seminar. Come learn how to do real estate. And I gave him a ticket. But if you got some young brothers, I would love to invite them to my seminar. Just hold on, all right? Okay, thanks. Because I would love to, I would love to duplicate uh, Homeboy, uh, inc- the Homeboy Incorporation that they got in LA up he- this way. Okay, you, yeah, you talk about Nipsey Hussle. Hold on. We, we also got to be clear on something too. Uh, Nipsey didn't have a, a counseling group. Nipsey, no, he, did, he definitely. <laughs> he was a businessman and an entrepreneur. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Rick, good morning, Rick. Yo, what's up, Evie? What's up, Angela? What's up, Charlamagne? Good morning. What's up, what's up, Rick? What's up, bro? man? Why you mad, bro? Hey, what's up? Yo, so Charlamagne, you've been in uh, the New York Tri-State area for a very long time, man. You, you came here in the early 2000s. New York has, has done a lot for you. You're not allowed to undermine any more New York teams, man. <laughs> you don't undermine the Nets. You don't undermine the Knicks anymore, man. Every time the Knicks and Nets get mentioned, you, they suck, they suck. You're not allowed to say that. Well, first, can I ask, can I, can I ask you a question? <laughs> can I ask you a question? What's up? Do the New York Knicks suck? Yeah, but I'm a New Yorker. I can say that. <laughs> I mean, hey, can, I, can I ask you another question? Can I ask you another question? Do the New York Giants suck? No, they don't. I, I'm never going to admit that to you. Are you crazy? Oh, okay. Well, you know. crazy. Well, one thing, one thing I will say about New Yorkers, and I love New York, a lot of y'all are very delusional. We are. So if you love New York so much, why don't you embrace your New Yorkness? You are a New Yorker now. I love New York. I pay taxes here, but I am a Dallas Cowboy fan. Good you try, know, Rick. That, that makes you such a bad person. <laughs> okay. Such a bad person. Get it off your chest. 800 585 If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That makes you a bad person. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Game. Yo. What's up, Keith? What's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah your phone sounds crazy, though. Why are you in the bathroom, bro? Don't call us from the Hello? bathroom. Don't yeah, call us while your penis work. in your hand. Yo, what's going on? How y'all doing? MV. What's Angela, up, bro? How you doing, fam? Good morning, fam. Good morning. Hey, what's up, uh, Charlamagne? How are you, sir? I'm all right. I'm all right. Good, uh, happy Monday to you guys. Yeah, man. So, yo, so check it out. I was checking out uh, the trap. Um, uh, I thought it was actually pretty funny, man. It supposed to be like a cheesy movie. It was actually still kind of funny. Okay. Yeah, I think Gary Owens was a producer of The Trap on the Low, and he was just up here promoting this film. I'm being no, honest. Right? That made a lot of people want to see it. That was some good part, but even though he was that ass, like he was, he was cracking <laughs> on it. But I, it made me go see it. I was like, let me look at this, see what it's about. I did the same thing. Thank I was bro. like, I gotta watch The Trap. Did you watch it though? Not yet, but oh, I, it's no, on my list. No such thing as bad publicity. Cliff, what's going on, Henry? Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Cliff? Get it off your chest. Hey, I want to get all this negative, all these negative people off my chest. So we can with great. We all got to see another day. We got Easter, Game of Thrones, and 420. I could be mad this morning. You just got to get all that negative off your chest. It was a good weekend. I'm not going to front. I went to the fight on Saturday to watch Terrence Crawford, Wasser, Mid Con. 
on 420 in, in New York at the Garden. It was a, it's been a great weekend. That's good. I got to guys. you guys. Well, y'all families, too, on Easter. So That's it. Positive. It's going to be great. Great week. Everybody going to have a great week this week. I tell you that right there now. There you go. I like, that. I like that type of energy. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Hey, Jasmine, right? Yes. What's up, Jasmine? Get it off your chest. Um, good morning, Uncle Charlotte. Good morning, pretty girl Yee. Good morning. Um, good morning. Because I called you guys, of course, and couldn't get in the other day about getting scammed. Oh, you got and scammed? I agree with Charlamagne. Yes, online, of course, on Instagram, trying to support somebody who told me, okay, you know, I'm gonna promo for this person. You know, you guys, you know, support and you know, get a couple airplane tickets. You know. And, of course, it was a scam. I tried to reach out to the person because they are Instagram famous. Mm. Of course, their response was they got scammed, too. But What happened? How did you get scammed? You just have to... Sometimes you have to screen people before you start telling people to spend their money with them, you know? So... How did you get scammed? What was it? Tell us so we don't get scammed. Well, I'm not going to put any names, but it was this guy. He was basically saying, you know, he would get discounted tickets or whatever. Tickets no, to what? To the game? No, no, no. Airplane tickets. Airplane tickets. Oh, okay. I heard this game before. I seen somebody get got with this one. Go ahead. Yes. So he was like, okay, you know, reach out to this lady. You know, she'll give you tickets because I was going to to Vegas for a friend's birthday party. Of course, one side, you know, reached out to the lady, sent the money, didn't hear from her. I reached out to the Instagram famous person. They were like, oh, it's an older lady as if there's an age on scamming. And, um... That was the end of it. Yeah, you got to be careful with so. that. I know somebody that got locked up at the airport. What people usually do is they get a stolen credit card, and they charge uh-huh. those tickets, and then you pay them cash. And then when you get to the airport, oh. it depends on if they, you know, file that report or not, because you can get locked up for that. So just be right. careful if you're out there scamming. Sometimes them cheaper tickets are not worth it. And it is, you're not going to just get exactly. cheaper tickets. Like, that just doesn't exactly. happen. And I agree with Charlemagne. He did say, you know, that's your lesson or whatever. So... Thankfully, my boyfriend helped, you know, get the money, like, back so that I could just buy them myself. But I'm just like, you know, Instagram famous people, they need to really screen the people that you're promoting. Yeah. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. You can't just be posting anything. Well, all you're doing is protecting the person right now. (laughs) Why are you protecting this Instagram famous person right now? Yeah, who is it? Do I really have to be messy with y'all? Yes. Yeah, yes. Not? We're just nosy. If they getting people, we want to help. Protect somebody. Be like Peter Parker's uh, uncle. Well, it was, um, his name I think is... Okay, I don't know about Instagram. Never heard of him. Nah, I never heard of him either. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I guess he ain't popping that much then. <laughs> and you do know you could, buy, you could buy that blue badge and you could buy followers and buy likes and all that. You do know that. Oh, no, I didn't know that. But oh, I mean, right. he seemed pretty popular, but... Okay. All right, well, I'm I'm sorry, sorry, but but at least you got to Vegas like you were supposed to. Exactly. All right, Mama. That's all that matters. Y'all have a good day, okay? Thank you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now we got rumors on the way, E. Yes, let's take you guys to church. Let's talk about Kanye West at Coachella. Over the weekend, he debuted a new song, and of course, he had Sunday service. All right, and also, Revolt is out this week, so if you don't see us on Revolt, Revolt took a vacation. All right, so uh, Revolt got to save some money, man. The summer's coming. I'm sure Diddy wants a new car. You, you know what I mean? So, you know, they got to cut, cut some corners. My goodness. All right. Rumors up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to these rooms. Let's talk Ariana Grande. 
community. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, by the way, Coachella over the weekend, it was also 420, so I know it was lit out there. Yeah, so there was a lot, a lot of, of weed smoke on, in the air. Mm-hmm. Definitely was, and there were a lot of deals to be had as well. Drop on the clues bounce for all the weed men that came up at Coachella this weekend. All right, now let's discuss Ariana Grande. Justin Bieber actually made his first public stage appearance in two years for her closing Coachella set. So that's the first time he's hit the stage in quite some time. Mm-hmm. She said that she wasn't going to bring out any guests. She said, but my friend Justin Bieber came all the way out. So that makes sense, right? If you could get Justin Bieber on stage. I can't believe it's been two years. Well, that man is by the same people too, though. Since he performed. Mm-hmm. Scooter, bro. Mm-hmm. All right, and then in addition to that, while Ariana Grande was performing, somebody threw a lemon at her. That's because one of y'all threw a lemon at me. What's that mean? Lemonade. I guess people were upset over reports that oh, she got crazy. paid more than Beyonce for Coachella, but now reports are stating that they actually got paid pretty much the same. They each got $4 million per Coachella weekend, which would mean $8 million for both weekends altogether. But now there's other reports that the weekend made more than both of them when he headlined Coachella last year. They didn't give an exact number, but they said it was definitely more than the $8 million that both Beyonce and Ariana Grande received. Why does it matter, though? Uh, I don't know. But yeah, why I, does that matter? Because they're doing the same job, so would a man get paid more for the same exact job of headlining? And then also people feel like Beyonce's performance, Beachella, was worth more than all of those. First of all, none of us really know how much any of these people no. made. Okay, but I would also like to say that whatever Beehive member threw that lemon, you didn't think that one through because it's all about turning lemons into lemonade. You should have threw a picture of Minute Maid lemonade at uh, Ariana instead of the actual lemonade. I probably would have got caught. lemonade. <laughs> All right. Now, in addition uh, to that, Beyonce is still, as we know, making major, major money. And she just did a $60 million deal with Netflix. Now, according to that deal, she has to do three different specials for them. And, you know, they already put out the first of the three specials, Homecoming, which I'm sure you guys saw by now, the behind-the-scenes documentary about her 2018 Coachella performance. I haven't watched it yet. Me and my wife almost got into an argument, though, because she started to watch it. Oh, yeah, as you know, should. You know how you turn the TV on and you see uh, one minute playing. in. Yeah. Re- oh, what? Resume nah. playing? Nope. I thought divorces happened. Yeah, I'm maybe the same way was, in my house. Maybe no she way. was queuing it up. Nah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we got to start from the beginning. I'm the same way. Nope. All right. Well, you know, they said HBO was trying to actually get that special, but they, you know, they did a lemonade movie. But, of course, Netflix came with that higher offer, so they had to back up off that. All right. Also, at Coachella over the weekend, Kanye West did his Sunday service. And it was streaming live for anybody that wanted to see it. He was also selling church clothes. I don't know if you guys saw the church clothes. Oh, they're not church clothes. Why do people say <laughs> that? that no, first of all, I know the church says come as you are, but there's nothing churchy about those clothes. Holy Spirit. <laughs> Just because it says Holy trust Spirit God. and says trust in God. Sunday don't mean it's church service clothes. at the mountains. So that's what the hoodie said. Now, those hoodies did cost a lot. About $225, so there's nothing church-like about that. Yeah, but I see people getting upset. It's plenty of people out here selling merch that has God something on there, okay? DJ Envy's I wasn't going to say anything, (laughs) okay? But God versus my enemies. My God versus my enemies. That's what I feel. Nobody trips about that, so why y'all tripping on Kanye because he's selling merchandise with God on it? Who cares? And your name is Charlemagne the God. (laughs) That's right, that's, that's what I'm saying. Spell. But I'm just saying, I, I don't understand why people are upset. Like, who cares? I'm upset. You know how many merch got God on it nowadays? Fear of God. That's Fear of so God, much. word up. Y'all don't, suit my man Jerry Lorenzo, by the way. But nobody trips off that type of stuff. Why y'all mad at Kanye? All right, now Kanye also debuted a new song called Water during Sunday service. We Take the chlorine that I got 
got to hear that in person. Yeah, I got to hear that too. Because that sounds like trash right there. And I think that the gospel choir is uh, keeping y'all from saying that that sounds like trash. But I got to hear it in person. All right. People were also complaining about Sunday service through live stream. I guess the viewing issues they had there. It was kind of weird because it was on a hill. It was so... a peephole you got to watch as it, you streamed it live. Yeah, it was no real stage. It, 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 I'm sure it was hard to see if you were there too. Yeah, DMX was there also, by the way. Mm-hmm. In addition to all of that, DMX is going to be joining the cast of a new movie, Chronicle of a Serial Killer, which is the story of Henry Brolin, who targets women he believes will turn out to be like his mother. So he's going to be in that movie. Huh? DMX. No, I'm talking about that story. I got to read up on that. I never heard that. Targeting people that turn out to be like your mother. Yeah, he targets women he believes will turn out to be like his mother. So what you mean, I like don't know what sisters? the problem was with his mom. Maybe his mom did something to him and he's seen it in other women and he's just killing them. I don't know. Mm. Well, they start Sounds filming that movie in New York in June, so I'm sure we'll see him out and about a lot. I love to see DMX. I always randomly see DMX places and he's always just doing his own thing. I just love to see DMX prospering. I don't care what nobody say. That man is anointed. Love DMX. Remember he was up here at, at the Breakfast Club and then he was outside for like... He stayed there for like eight hours. <laughs> he was here all day. He went outside. I left, went to a meeting and came back and he was outside eating hot dogs. Yes, because we got him drunk off Hennessy and he went outside and ate a bunch of hot dogs, <laughs> threw up on the sidewalk and kept moving like his day was just golden, which it was, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. All right, I'm Angela Yee and that's your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, we are going to talk about the bombings in Sri Lanka will tell you how many people have been killed and who's been arrested so far. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Love, proposals, and maybe even a wedding. Tomorrow at 8, escape your stress and have it all. First with the two-hour series finale of Being Mary Jane, followed by the new original series, Games People Play, only on BET. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Gee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. All right, let me put my scores out. Yeah, put your scores out. Put my scores out. Now, um, let me see, let me see, let me see where we at. This is horrible handwriting. Well, let me just put it to you like this. The 76ers <laughs> beat the Nets. That's all that, that mattered for me. I don't see where the other scores are. Okay, yeah, the Nets are playing again tomorrow. In 76ers Philly. beat the Nets. Warriors beat the Clippers. Celtics swept the uh, Pacers. Who else played? Uh, the Raptors beat Portland the Magic. beat Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And the Blazers beat uh, OKC. I just said that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's it. All right, now let's talk about if you're flying. 13 American Airlines passengers were hospitalized. They don't know what this illness was, but that flight was going from Miami to Boston. And all 13 flyers were part of a student group returning from a trip abroad. They said they were feeling sick, and then they were taken to the general hospital after their flight landed. One passenger said people were vomiting on the flight as well. So they said that they all ate the same thing before they got sick. Mm. No one else on the flight was sick, though. And they said the symptoms were mild, but they're not sure what it was that caused it. That has to be a terrible feeling to feel sick on the flight. They're worse, I'm sure. Now, let's talk about these bombings that happened in Sri Lanka at churches and hotels. It was eight different locations, and it's not clear who's behind those eight explosions. But they said they are certainly acts of terror. No one has claimed responsibility yet. They have arrested 24 people in connection with these attacks Again, 290 people have been killed so far. They said that there were more than 1,000 people that had come to the church for Easter Sunday because it is a special day. It is an attack against the whole of Sri Lanka. Things have been relatively peaceful there for the past 10 years or so. So that's why this really caught them off guard. There was um, about 30 foreigners that were killed, and at least 20 of those were killed in the capital city. Man. 
So right now in Very Sri Lanka, sad. they've blocked social media sites like Facebook and Instagram while they are investigating. So just an update on what's going Rest on in Sri Lanka. Rest in peace, everybody. Mm-hmm. In Sri Lanka. Now, we were telling you about 420 over the week. Well, Ben & Jerry's is making a statement. They put out a 29-second clip, and they're calling out white privilege. They said, ever noticed how most people making money off legalized cannabis are white, but a disproportionate number of people getting arrested for using cannabis are black? That's not cool. Let's celebrate 420 this year by making sure legalization doesn't leave people of color behind and expunging everybody's cannabis convictions. Sounds great to me. Right now, weed is legal in 33 different states, but they said black people in New York are eight times more likely to be arrested for weed than white. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm. So it seems like we should be benefiting as well since we've suffered so much because of marijuana laws. And shout to the house of Mary Jane out in Detroit. Brother owns that Tony, so shout to him, man. Did you get some edibles or? Uh, We went there and had a good time. It was 420. We were celebrating. You want something? You You brought it back with you? You just read, you hear what I just said. Are you trying to snitch on me? I just asked if you want something. No. Okay. All right. Well, that's front page news. <laughs> now, you were telling us about this story about people faking it on Instagram. What, what were you talking about? Yeah, they actually have a whole website, and I, I believe there's going to be more to come for people that are faking Instagram vacations. There's people that are going to fake a vacation where you can send in your pictures, and then they'll superimpose you onto a fake background so you can pretend you're at Niagara Falls, at Grand Canyon, at Sunset, you're at a beach in Maui. And they said, according to a study, over 4,000 American adults over 18 have lied about where they... They studied... Oh, um, really? Yeah. People lie on Instagram? Mm -hmm. Who knew? They said that people have gone so far about uh, lying to others about their vacations to even posting fake pictures from vacations. I I see people post fake things. I see people post cars mm -hmm. that I know that they don't own. Really? say that they own... On Instagram? No way. Yes. No, he blows it up. He he takes pictures and then she'd be like, Envy, isn't this your car? I'm like, yes. I'm like, is this, yeah, like, yeah. why is this person pretending? People do that all the time, but let's open up the phone lines. They're doing stu- oh, wait a minute, though. They're really wasting money doing studies to see, to find out that people are faking on Instagram? Well, how many people are doing it? Because percentage-wise, you would think this is a rare thing. 97%. Really rare. But let's open up the phone lines. 97% of people on Instagram vacation? are faking. Yes. That's crazy. F- their whole lives are faking fake. Faking the flights, faking the, it. nah, that's crazy. Eight hundred. 800. Five eight five one zero five one. Have you ever faked anything on social media, on Instagram? Have you? Or maybe you caught someone. Call us up right now. <laughs> 800-585-1051. Have you faked something on Instagram and you want to share your story? Call us up right People now. People be faking having a big butt by um, or uh, pulling their waist in Photoshop. That's fake. That's true. 800-585-1051. is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about, uh, I guess, something, an article that Angela Yee saw in the paper this weekend about people faking their vacations. Yes, there's a photo editing service called Fake a Vacation, and people can send in pictures, and then they'll superimpose you someplace so you can pretend you went on this crazy vacation. Okay, so uh, just another app giving uh, (laughs) people on social media another way to lie. Social media is a huge lie. 97% of people on social media are not who they say they are. Have you ever caught somebody lying? Yes, all the time. (laughs) They're not who they say they are, and they're not doing what they say that they're doing. That's what social media enables people to do, live a different life. It's like an avatar. You ever seen the movie Avatar, Mm -hmm. where you can just get into a whole other body, be a whole other person? That's 97% of people on social media. Oh, my God. It costs $39.99 to pretend that you're in Orlando with the dolphins. Really? But Vegas is only $19.99 if you want to superimpose yourself there. My goodness. So we're talking about things that people have faked on Instagram. You ever faked anything on Instagram? Uh, 
no, I can't even imagine doing something like that. I really just be like kind of, I just try to post like what's for real happening so people can show up to events I'm doing. What about you, Charlamagne? I've never faked anything on Instagram. Uh, I don't feel the need to because at the end of the day, I have to go to sleep at night uh, being comfortable with who I am. I have to look in the mirror and I don't feel comfortable lying to myself. I, I don't. Weird. I don't know how. Pe- I don't know how people are so comfortable just lying, you know, to themselves. Cause you're not. My, my dad used to always say, "You ain't lying to me. You're lying to yourself." Right. I'm reading these testimonials on Fake a Vacation. One person said, "Use Fake a Vacation to fake my pictures." Got 58 likes on the picture I shared on Facebook. <laughs> Was able to spoof a lot of my friends, and they believed it. Wow. My goodness. I, I never. I never had to fake anything on Instagram. <laughs> no, just no. Mm. Anyway, let's go to the phone lines. Taj, hello. Hey, good morning, y'all. What's going on, Charlemagne? Angela G. Good morning, sir. Hey. Envy, what's up? What's up? What's up, bro? What, what, what did you fake on Instagram, bro? Hey, man, I I, I can't front, man. I, I flexed on uh, <laughs> owning a car. <laughs> Whose car? Uh, it was a rental car, man. It was for my uh, my missus' birthday. But, you know, I posted on the gram, like, yo, whipping, you know, doing my thing, <laughs> living large, and everybody's like, oh, snap, you got the BMW. I'm like, yeah, you know how we do. But you okay. know what? You know what, Uncle Charlotte can appreciate this one. That's not even bad compared to the, all the women I see making workouts. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> With makeup on Just, and their hair done. Oh, got- like, like they, I, I swear, Angela, I, I think they be like splashing water on themselves and like, yo, we getting it in. You see them like an hour later, like, wait a minute. Yeah, guys do that too. I yeah, hate guys I, yeah, definitely do. do that. I hate seeing guys on the treadmill doing videos oh, because I'm like. Yeah, if you're really on, if you're really working out, you ain't got time for all that. I also don't want anybody to see this me when I'm working out. Uncle, bro. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Rhonda. Hello. Hey, what did you fake on Instagram, Rhonda? Oh my gosh, I'm on the radio. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so I fake that. Sometimes I'll be faking like I'm on a date to make people jealous. <laughs> make so who jealous? Make <laughs> who jealous? You do it all the time. Who? You know, like if I'm talking to somebody and they trying to play games with me, I will act like. I want to date, you know, take a video of me and my friend, take a video of just a place, you know, we see the Oh, so then you might put your hand on top of somebody's hand, like, and then be like, yep. me and Bay. Yep. You're going to play too much yeah. of me by yourself. All, all, yeah. Yeah, all that's going to do is make me not call you. I'm going to look at that and be like, see, I knew she was a hoe. Hashtag date night. <laughs> she was just telling me how much she liked me yesterday, but now look. Or it might make him jealous. Does it work? Sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll hit you with a look and eye emojis in a text message. Mm. Like a little you know, screenshot like, of you on a date. Like, oh, where? So you on a date now? Right. And they want to be hating, but it's like, you're not taking me on no date. Okay. Mm. All right. Thank you, Rhonda. 800 You know what I love? I love what? when people fake happiness on social media. That's when you know they're sad. You know sad. what I'm saying? Not even, just, <laughs> not even just fake going out on a date, but you know a guy just broke a girl's heart and they be online just singing. You know what I'm saying? Singing some song like, uh, <laughs> I hope you're thinking about me. Uh, <laughs> What? <laughs> 800-585-1051. We're talking about faking on Instagram. Have you ever faked anything on Instagram? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about faking on Instagram. Have you ever faked something on Instagram, whether it was a car, a vacation, a crib? You tend to go on a date. No, going on a date. Marsha. Yes. You ever fake something on Instagram, Mama? I know somebody that fakes something on Instagram. Well, I'm, I've never faked nothing on Instagram, but I know people that do, and I don't want to say any names, but they post a fake life to infiltrate, you know, who they who they want to be, and you know, they just do a lot of drug activity. So, you know, they just try to 
post it up or Facebook like they're living this lavish life and they're really not. Right. Some people post pictures with money, like a bunch of money, but you look in the middle, it'd be all singles, but it'd be like 100 on the outside. Right. I'm like, so, come on. All right. Thank you, mama. Yeah, so. It feels like right. you're just asking to get set up. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Good morning, Envy. What up? It's RBG Blaze. What's up, Blow? I said, what's up, Blow? What's hey. up, bro? Blaze. <laughs> Why did you call him he said Blaze, blow? and I said, bro, so it was Abby, like, bro. that was so crazy. <laughs> Andy, what you thinking about? You had a good 420, huh? <laughs> I see my, me and my wife was good last night. But anyway, we're talking about you. You ever fake okay, something blow. on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, I live out here on South Beach. So if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. I see it every day. From from people asking to take pictures in front of cars that don't belong to them. To, uh, can you take a picture in front of me in the lows? I'm going to lie and put it on the gram and say I was staying here last night. It dumbfounds me. Um, see, people do it all the time. It's not well. We know that. So now, 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 Angie, I would like to give you um a lot of respect on your juice bar and everything. Um, I'm not sure if y'all if y'all really hip to it, but um we got a um a healthy gangster movement. Um, RBG, um, um Stickman from Dead Press. Um, my brother Coach Nim. Oh it's yeah, absolutely. Album. Yeah, the first fitness album called Um Healthy Gangster is kind of getting a lot of good um results, man. That's dope. I would suggest you guys check it out. And, and we shouted out the Breakfast Club too. On, um, right. on a single we got called Morning. Okay. Look at that right, right now. You, Healthy Gangster. That's a good single to mention The Breakfast Club, a song called Morning. <laughs> of course, man. Nothing, nothing but positivity, man. You know how we do it at RBG. Thank you, bro. All right, what's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is... Fake it till you make it. Well, no, no. You're never going to make it. <laughs> fake it. Uh, you can't pretend forever. And, you know, be careful who you pretend to be because you might forget who you are. Because that's the saddest part. When these people pretend so much on social media that they forget in real life, they really are broke. Right. All right, well, we got rumors on the way, Yee. Yes, let's talk about a tour that's going to be going down this summer. Find out who is teaming up to come to a city near you. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to all the Game of Thrones fans out there. I'm I'm just not there yet. I, it's, it's, so what you shouting them out for? It's not exciting yet. No, nah, I mean, there's a lot of people that's waiting. The first episode was blah. The second episode was okay. Like, like... It's, it's about to be over. Can, they said we, there was some type of spoiler that had to do with the song. I don't know. Let's let's can we get some like it's it's how many episodes? Eight episodes and it's a wrap or six episodes? I thought it was supposed to be good, like fighting and war and it's too much thinking now. I don't I don't want to uh, think we that much. Don't I don't like that. Shut up. Well, I was disagreeing with you. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Um. What are we talking about in rumors? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be discussing a new show that's coming out that I can't wait for. The trailer is finally out, and I know you want to see it. Directed by Ava DuVernay and taking place here in New York. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, they have finally released the trailer for Ava DuVernay's series, and that series is about the Central Park Five. If you guys recall the whole story, uh, these young men, all between the ages of 14 and 16, were convicted of rape despite a complete lack of physical evidence. Mm -hmm. And if you guys remember, Donald Trump even went and put himself in the middle of things by taking out a full-page ad in papers in New York City called Bring Back the Death Penalty. And he was wrong. Because so wrong. These yes, kids did nothing. Did nothing wrong. And it's going to be available on Netflix starting May 31st. I can't wait to watch this. Yes, it's called When They See Us is the name of the series. Now, here is the official trailer. Is my mom here? It's just us. 
Where did you see the lady? One, one lady. Female jogger was severely beaten and raped. Every black male who was in the park last night is a suspect. I need all of them. What's going on with my son? Your son was involved in rape in Central Park. What? No, it's not that, no, Wait a minute. Wait a second. Wait a second. They saw you rape the lady. I didn't see a lady or hit anyone. This was so big when oh, I was a kid growing so up. It's so yes. scary, yeah. Really uh, awful that something like this could happen. And then even after the city agreed to a $41 million settlement with the kids, Trump again did an op-ed in the New York Daily News saying that it was a disgrace and that these young men do not exactly have the pass of angels. They did not rape anyone. That's crazy. Okay. And he never apologized. He never said sorry, never nothing like that, right? Never admitted that he was wrong after he went so hard in taking out ads and calling... People were calling them a wolf pack. I remember. They were demonizing them. Their lives were never the same after that. Uh, so that's going to be, again, out on the th- May 31st when they see us. And she pe- shot that fast, too. You think so? Yeah, she was, felt, ju- yeah. Uh, she was yeah, just in the I summertime. It, yeah. it was a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Michael K. Williams is in it. John Leguizamo, Felicity Huffman, Nisi Nash, Blair Underwood. Quite an all-star cast. Omar Dorsey. All right, Nicki Minaj and Chris Brown are going on tour together this summer. Okay. Are you excited? Now, Chris Brown said the tour will not be in the fall. It is in the summer this summer. So it should be pretty exciting. That's to pretty fast, too. That's a fast turnaround. Yeah, I, I everything's a fast turnaround. Right. <laughs> All right, and John Singleton, he's the director, the writer for Boys in the Hood, as well as Poetic Justice. He is in intensive care at an undisclosed hospital. He did have a stroke Mm. over the weekend. He's 51 years old. So Snoop Dogg did put up an image of himself and John Singleton on Instagram saying, pray for my brother. Uh, Jamie Foxx and Wanda Sykes are going to be starring in the live recreation of The Jeffersons. Are you excited? They should have got Charlemagne for that. Why? You don't think he reminds you of George Jefferson? With his hair, with yeah, his hairline? hairline. Yeah, a little bit, a little when bit. When he has his hat off. Absolutely. All right, so they haven't casted the roles of Helen Willis, Lionel Jefferson, Jenny Willis, and Mother Jefferson yet. But that should be pretty exciting. I will watch that. I think that'd be dope. All right, and Kim Kardashian, uh, she was on with Van Jones, and she discussed a lot of different things. She talked about why she became a lawyer, what made her want to do that, or she's becoming a lawyer. Okay. And she also discussed what Kanye had to say when she told him about her plans. Yeah, well, you know, when I did go to the White House and when I learned so much about the system and what is going on deep into the system, I was honestly so surprised. I really had no idea how broken the system is. And I just figured if I know more about the system, I can do more for the system. And that's just the type of person that I am. I think that's great. I think the fact that she's taking the bar exam and she wants to become an attorney, I think that's great. I'm sure she'll have a team. She's not going to do it by herself. I'm sure she'll have a strong team. And she's trying to help people. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Well, Kanye, of course, is behind his wife. Here's what she had to say about their discussions. What does the family think about this? On my weekends, I just need to study. During the week at nights, you know, there's a lot of time where I'm just like, babe, you have to take the kids. And he's honestly, he's really stepped it up. We made this decision together as a family. All right. And, you know, she's becoming a lawyer in California. That's one of only four states which allows you to take the bar exam without having to actually go to law school. So she doesn't have to attend law school. What other states? So you don't have to attend law school? No. In California? Where else? I'm sure. I'm like, that, that, like a lot of people don't know that. Right mm-hmm. now, if my daughter's listening, my daughter's like, oh, really, Dad? I don't, I don't have to. Well, I mean, you still got to, you know, it's just after college, course, and then after yeah. that is law school. So it's usually three years of law school that mm-hmm. you have to undergo. But in California, you don't have to do that. You have to do an apprenticeship, and you still do have to pass the bar. Co- correct. 
So, you know, that's still going to happen. Now, here's what she has to say about her process of becoming a lawyer. You're not going to a regular law school. You're actually uh, apprenticing, basically going back to the old school way of doing it, apprenticing yourself, yes. studying, working with the real lawyer on, on a regular basis to be ready to take the bar exam. Yes, yeah, so you have all the same textbooks that you would in law school, all of the same assignments, except for you have more tests. You have a test a month. You know, you don't have a teacher there explaining to you it, so I have to watch lectures online. You really have to kind of figure it out yourself with them guiding you and really step up. She seems devoted. Seems like she's really trying to get it. I ain't mad at that. Yeah, it's still the early stages, but there's only four states, like I said, California, Virginia, Vermont, and Washington, okay. where you can take the bar exam without having to go to law school at all. And according to French Montana, Kim Kardashian wants to get Max B out of prison. So okay. that's going to be one of her goals, getting him out of jail. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, and by the way, happy birthday to DJ Drama. Oh, shout the drama, drama. Yeah, shout the drama. And Machine Gun Kelly, it's his birthday today as well, and uh, Sherry Shepard. So oh. happy birthday to y'all. All right, now we got Donkey today coming up. Who are you giving your Donkey to? Uh, donkey of the day is why we all hate whiteness. Not white people, but whiteness. We'll all talk right. about it for after that. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Love, proposals, and maybe even a wedding. Tomorrow at 8, escape your stress and have it all. First with the two-hour series finale of Being Mary Jane, followed by the new original series, Games People Play, only on BET. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Donkey of the Day for Monday, April 22nd goes to a Caucasian named Sean Grubbs Robichaud. Now, the helmet is heavy on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is the epitome of peak whiteness. Contrary to popular belief, I have no problem with white people, but I do have a problem with white supremacy. I have a problem with white entitlement, white privilege. I am allergic to mayonnaise-flavored mammals like Sean Grubbs Robichaud because they represent an old-school white mentality that has done nothing but oppress, marginalize, and keep their foot on black people's esophaguses forever. Now, Sean Robichaud lives in Washington, D.C., home of one of the most famous historically black colleges ever, Howard University. Drop on the clues bombs for Howard. Uh, the real HU, as they say. Stop it. Hey, I don't know. I'm I don't, just telling you, watch your mouth. You know, I'm just saying, you know, it, it's got to be, well, actually, I said one of the most famous. It probably is the most famous black college ever, especially because of their alumni. You're talking people like Thurgood Marshall, Taraji P. Henson, the Black Panther Chadwick Boseman, Senator Kamala Harris, Felicia Rashad and Debbie Allen, Congressman Eliza Cummings. Martin Luther King Jr., honorary doctorate from Howard, but a doctorate nonetheless. I mean, Envy, I know you say Hampton is the real H.U., but I don't think the alumni stacks up to Howard. They got me? Okay. Warren Case closed. It's Howard all day. Now, uh, Rick Mahorn? Listen, who? What? The no. basketball player? Yeah. What oh, okay. Uh, I didn't go to college, so I have no dog in this fight. And, and speaking of dogs, there is nothing on this planet that white people love more than dogs. 
Yes, dogs are a man's best friend, but the white man is a dog's best friend. I would say that white people love dogs more than humans. Uh, I've read things before that have tried to explain the love white people have for their dogs. I read an article once on a blog called Stuff White People Like, and it said white people love dogs because it's like training for children. It prepares them for the responsibility of having kids because they have to feed the dog, supervise his bathroom activity, and then when the same white person actually has children, the dog still becomes the most important member of the household because white kids usually grow up to hate their parents, but Whoa. the dog will love the same white parent forever because dogs love whoever feeds them. Don't shoot the black messenger. I'm just telling you what I read on this blog, stuff white people like. Now, also on this same blog, another fun fact is when searching for homes, many white people will require large yards so that their dog can run around. Now, if you work in real estate, this can be exploited for large markups when selling to white people. And that is why we are here today. Because one of the most popular yards in D.C., one of the biggest yards in D.C., is on the campus of Howard University. And it is affectionately known as the Yard. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, uh, we love the Yard. Um, but but it, that is the heart of Howard's campus, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Well, the surrounding neighborhoods around Howard have been gentrified. And with most classic cases of gentrification, the white comes in and they want all the others out. Okay, what white out is to ink, gentrification is to all other races. And leave it to a white man, new to the area because of gentrification, to want an institution that has been there since 1867 to relocate. Oh, yes, Howard University is 152 years old, but Sean Robesaw wants the whole campus to relocate. All right, so he can walk his dog. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to Fox 5 DC for the report. The university is silent so far about its official stance, but students have plenty to say, accusing neighboring residents of using the yard, which is the heartbeat of Howard University's campus, as an outdoor gym or a place to walk their dog. Howard University is a private school, although parts of its campus are intertwined with the district. Several neighborhoods surrounding Howard have undergone recent redevelopment, attracting new, wealthy residents. Residents and students say have shown disregard for the yard's historical significance. They're in part of D.C., so they have to work within D.C. If they don't want to be within D.C., then move the campus. I think we need to work together, and I don't think it should be a he or he or they or here. It's our community, and that's how it should be. Listen, uh, white people, people of color need their own spaces. Black people need their own spaces to get away from exactly this, okay? This is the type of whiteness we have to walk away from and hide ourselves from, okay? Howard University is supposed to be a safe space for black people, and we don't need you colonizers infiltrating it, okay? It's one thing to infiltrate it, but to say no, this whole space needs to be moved <laughs> is exactly the issue we have with whiteness. Whiteness doesn't value blackness, nor will whiteness protect blackness. In fact, we have to protect ourselves from whiteness, and this is what Howard students should do. Okay, first of all, I don't know why the yard is open to anyone who's not a student of Howard. Okay, the yard should be private and if you're not a student, you shouldn't be allowed to walk on that grass. Go get some old men to monitor the yard and tell people, get off my lawn! Okay, if they don't uh, if they don't work there at the university or if they don't go there. And number two, Howard University students, I understand you brothers and sisters are civilized and you represent the best our society has to offer, but let me tell you beautiful black students something. Y'all gotta thug the yard out a little. Okay, y'all got to get a little stereotypical black on campus in order to make the white people feel uncomfortable. I'm serious. Okay, y'all got to get real Southeast D.C. on their ass, all right? Do you think a few years ago white people would have walked their dog to Trinidad in D.C.? Hell no. Okay, you think white people would walk their dog through the Deanwood Metro Station? Absolutely not. They'd probably rob you for your little shih tzu. 
Okay? Shishu. Whatever. Shih tzu. It's shih tzu. Whatever. You know the little dog I'm talking about. Yeah, they're so cute. And I'm not saying the students at Howard should start selling drugs and packing guns. All I'm saying is have your cousins from Brentwood pull up every now and then with the pit bulls. All right? Sit on the yard blasting 21 Savage. Throw your Howard University hoodies on. You know what I mean? Build a statue of Malcolm X or Louis Farrakhan on the yard and treat it like a scarecrow. Put it in the middle of the yard. Matter of fact, just hide a fruit of Islam to monitor the yard. Nothing scares the white man like the fruit of Islam. But clearly, these white people are way too comfortable, okay? And I will always be baffled by the response of white people to black spaces. And if white people can't understand why we need these spaces, well, they simply have to shut the F up forever, all right? Some things are out of the realm of your understanding. If you don't understand why we need them, just understand they are needed, period. Let me explain this in a way you can understand, white folks. Sean Robisaw, the way you love your dog, have that same empathy and compassion for the students of Howard. Have the same empathy and compassion and love for that historically black institution. If you value black people the way you value your dog, we won't have these problems. Please let Chelsea Handler handle my white work. I mean, light work. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. See, this would have never happened in Hampton. <laughs> well, that's because the people at Hampton look a little more thugged out than the people at Howard. That is oh, not so the white not, people. No, so the no, white no. people would never feel comfortable we have a gate walking through Hampton campus. University. We have, a, we have a gate around our campus. They look like really? they yes. look like envy. They'll be you'll be fine. No they're, one's they're intimidated. Not allowed in. How about that? <laughs> that's what I think. I don't understand why it's not blocked off. They have, a, they have a gate. They're not allowed in. That's what Howard needs. A gate. A black fence. <laughs> a black fence. <laughs> to keep the white folks out. <laughs> Build a black fence at but Howard. But there have to be security to make sure you don't come in. Girl, we got security. They do have security before you go to the yard, though, don't they? No. I'm trying to think. There's like a gate when you drive out. But no. walking. I don't know. Howard, you could drive right in and walk right over. The right. fruit of Islam. Hampton, you cannot. But they got to pay them. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. That's the student's pay. That's in the budget. For. Okay. All right, well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, one time for Howard University, the real HU. One time for Hampton University, the real, real HU. I don't know. I, I didn't go to college. I don't care either way. All right. One now, time for South Carolina State. <laughs> I don't know. That's my mom. You went. didn't go there. That's where my mom went. <laughs> All right, now, when we come back, we have actor Brandon Dixon joining us. Yes, salute to Brandon Dixon. Uh, he has a new film that he's working on. But, you know, if you don't know who Brandon Dixon is, he was Judas and Jesus Christ Superstar. He was in Rent Live. He was in Hamilton. And uh, he played the lawyer Silver on Power. Okay. Yes, very smart brother with a lot Tash's of things boyfriend. to say. There you go. We'll Side piece. We'll talk to him when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Brandon Victor Dixon. What up, B? What's going on, y'all? What's happening? Chilling. Now, you got a, a film you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in development. In development. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called 88. Yeah, it's called 88. Uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of work in the in the social political sphere. Well, mm -hmm. explain to people who he is. Explain to yourself uh, people Thank who you. don't know. Yeah, Thank you, sir. I got proper introduction. Really My bad. Yeah, I'm just assuming. I mean, the people know, but yeah. you can give them details. <laughs> people who don't we know. We can give them yeah. details. Yeah. Tell them, you know, the last you time you saw him, he played Collins and Rent. Yeah, yeah. He was Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes, yeah. And he plays Silver. On power. Dilatary silver. <laughs> I'm still trying to decide how I feel about you on power. What are you, what are you trying to think? What's, what's, what's on your mind? I can help you out right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as uh, Tasha's man, mm -hmm. I don't know if I feel like you were, I guess, um, loyal enough to her and how you really you feel You ain't loyal, her. bro. Wow, wow. See, no, I see, I think, I see Terry Silver as a, as a liberator on the show, right? Mm -hmm. 
He came in, he, he he set Ghost free, got Ghost out of jail. Okay. And then he was able oh. to kind of liberate Tasha from the emotional prison that she was in with Ghost. But once he began to realize that she was the real gangster there, mm-hmm. she was the real issue that, you know, then he then he knew he had to make a change. Well, was that ethical as a as an attorney? To be to- your client. I, now it was after it was after the case. He was no longer my client. It was no longer my client when I started dealing with Tasha. So you know, and see these these technical elements are things we need to continue to consider even in our real life as we debate the issues amongst us in society. Yes. For is it. he really dead? Is it over? Yeah, it's a wrap. Okay, okay, okay. It's okay. a wrap. That's why you should have been a little more gangster too. You know. That's what they, I don't think they are going to find the body. They gonna find- <laughs> I think I think they're going to move on swiftly. <laughs> you, you which is. <laughs> Which is what? Which is why I'm out the, here in these streets working on working on new you Well, I got time. You was in Hamilton too, if I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And that's I went from Hamilton to Power. You know. Oh, yeah, that's, okay, that's, okay. that's when I met Courtney Courtney Kemp, who created this show. Amazing um, story. Yeah, and so you know, so that's why you know I've been out here, and like you know, next week I'm gonna be on Samantha Bee's not the correspond not the White House correspondence mm-hmm. dinner again, just trying to continue to deal in the social political sphere, and that's what 88's about. You know, it's a political thriller about a Nigerian-American financial analyst who works for a Democratic super PAC, Political Action Committee, mm-hmm. right? And while working for this group, he inadvertently discovers a conspiracy linking the organization he works for with a covert terrorist organization that's seeking to influence the Democratic nominee. Uh-oh. Oh. And so, Sounds and, like collusion. Right. Well, not collusion. It's, it's deeper than that. We, we, cause that's we, actually happening for real, by the way. Well, I mean, I, it absolutely Especially is. on social media. It absolutely is, yeah. you know. And so, but we use that framework to explore dark money, but also the unseen influences on our politics and then on our social ideologies, right? Mm. You ever heard of Finders Keepers? No. That's another Breaking program. Down. That's a CIA program that Ted Gunderson, the former head of the FBI, discovered in 1987, which was a CIA program where they were child sex trafficking. They were yes. they were literally going into other countries, country war zones, and then they would take children from adoption agencies, and then they would uh, then they would blackmail high-ranking uh, political or government or financial officials around the world with young children, young boys, young yes. girls, and and so it's a it's a program that they discovered in the 80s. That wow. then got swiftly shut down and nobody's really talked about. But the more and more I discover about our politics, about our geopolitical structure, about our banking system, the more I think about the things that I've been told, mm-hmm. the way I've been educated, and it forces me to expand my my approach, how I think about things. So what do you do differently? You know, my, my son was, was playing video games with this kid. He's 18 years old, and his parents doesn't believe in government, and it made me think. The kid doesn't have any fingerprints, wasn't born in a hospital, was born in a house, mm-hmm. doesn't have a driver's license, never been to school, so he's really undocumented. Mm-hmm. He don't exist. He, he doesn't exist. He can't take a flight, and the only reason that they had that conversation, he was driving his mom's car, they pulled him over, and they didn't know who he was. It was like, right, we don't know who he's not are. on the grid So that made all. me think about that. So, so do you move differently when you start thinking about the government, knowing all the stuff that you know now? At this point, I can't move differently. Right. You know, they know they know where we I'm at. We all in. Yeah, right. yeah, we all we all got in. facial recognition. Yeah, exactly. I got global entry, everything. TSA pre-check. What that does mean is that while I am here, while I'm plugged in, I have to make use of every resource I have, every connection I have, to make sure that I'm working to further expand my consciousness and the consciousness of the, my brothers and sisters around me. You know, everybody around me, but particularly, you know, the the, the melanin endowed individuals of, of African and indigenous descent. You know, that's that's really what I think. That finders keepers just uh confirmed for me that Michael Jackson is definitely definitely got blackmail. Yeah. I mean, well look, I I am not gonna get out here and tell you what did or did not happen, yeah. but I'll tell you that that whole issue felt like propaganda to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the eighty eight film you were working on, you said the influence of finance has never been greater on the direction of the political machine. And explain that a little bit. 
I mean, so we talk about money in politics a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And talk about campaign finance reform a lot. And you talk about that because now uh, uh, government is a business. And in order to stay in government, pretty much the second you're elected, right? You're spending 60, 70% of your time working to get Mm reelected. You're raising money for Mm -hmm. yourself. You're required to raise money for the Democratic Party. So how is this 88 film going to get black people more engaged in that process? Well, I think for me, what 88 does is it... Because what we do is we deal with kind of some real history behind it. Because, you know, 88 is an old Nazi code. It stands for... H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. It stands for Heil Hitler. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we really tap into... I'm stupid. I thought you were talking about that. That's one of the best years in (laughs) (laughs) hip-hop. Well, you know, numerology has a lot of parallels and a lot of, you know. Um, But really, what it it begins to break down is is how, um, how the issue of white supremacy really plays uh, a significant issue on not just us here in America, but on a, on a, on a global scale. And, you know, we really talk about, um, about the ideology of white supremacy and how mm-hmm. it limits us all and how ideology moves beyond just the shade of your skin or where you're from. You know, we live in America. America is a, a racially prejudiced society, a sexist society. And so that means all of us mm-hmm. fall somewhere on the spectrum of being racist and prejudiced in some way, shape, or form. It's almost impossible to grow up in this country and not have a level of prejudice. Absolutely. Um, it's almost impossible to grow up in this country and not be susceptible to patriarchy and sexism mm-hmm. and be on somewhere on this spectrum. You know, it's a, there's the there's the hood-wearing KKK guy on the far right, and then there's the you know the, the white guy married to a black woman and he loves his black children, but he crossed the street when he saw the guy in the hoodie mm-hmm. on the other side, right? So these people aren't the same but we're all somewhere on this spectrum because mm-hmm. you you're you're influenced by your your environment we have more with brandon dixon when we come back don't move it's the breakfast morning everybody it's dj envy angela yee charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking it with actor brandon dixon yeah have there been a lot of roles that you're like i would never play that role with that you've been offered i mean i want to wanna... play judas you'll play anything that, that, I mean, that's not true. <laughs> Judas is special, you yeah. know. Judas, you can't have Jesus without Judas. Well, I, I said, I said, I said, okay. Well, we gonna on April Fool's Day. You gonna let me? You gonna let me talk about Jesus as Judas? Bring it. Let's go. <laughs> like, that, that, that's an affirmation of my life path. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Come on, universe. Is it hard to get those those? Uh, I guess I don't want to say negative spirits, but those type of characters out of you. When you play the Judases or the Silvers, like. no, and I don't, I don't think of them as negative characters mm-hmm. at all, you know. And and one of the reasons I think I connect to them and I'm able to play them well is because I see parts of myself in them. You know, Judas is a revealer. Judas, Judas tra- brought truth. You know, Jude, and, and in our and in Jesus Christ Superstar, we talk about the relationship of Judas and Jesus. You know, Judas loved Jesus the most. Loved his message the most. His and biggest hater. That's what they always say. Well, your biggest well, hater is your greatest admirer. <laughs> there you go. But he he was begging for Je- he was begging for Jesus to put a stop to what was getting out of hand. You know, he was begging him, and they both what, were What was getting out of hand exactly? Uh, the message. Okay. The gotcha. message was becoming no longer about the message and the people. It was becoming about Jesus himself. You, you know, it. it's, how, it's how a message can then become about idolatry, right? Yes. You know, a message can get out of hand, and then a people can lose their way. Yeah. It becomes about doctrine and dogma as opposed to an evolving system and philosophy of living, which is what our spiritual systems are supposed to be until they get co-opted into religious uh, systems of oppression. Yes. Do you consider yourself a religious person? No, not at all. I consider myself to be a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was raised Episcopalian, I was raised Christian, but over the course of time, the contradictions of what I was being taught, I, I, could, I couldn't reconcile those things just with faith mm-hmm. or with blind faith. And when you tell me that what you're teaching me has dominion over all things and it has for all time, and then I discovered that a couple of people made it up yesterday, 
based off of something that a couple other people made up the day before mm -hmm. yesterday, mm -hmm. then I'm questioning everything mm -hmm. that you're telling. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to pick it apart. You, uh, black people, you talk about like the whole Jesus, Judas thing. We love symbols. Yeah. So Jesus was a great symbol. What was Judas's exact symbol? Was Jesus a great symbol? Um, Is he a great symbol? A great symbol of hope. You know, he's just, he's a For messenger whom? to me. I think I think the poor and disenfranchised, to a certain extent. You think the what the the what disenfranchised? To, to the poor and disenfranchised. I think he was a symbol of, of of greater hope. I think there's there's the message right. There's like the 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 PR, the branding, and then there's what's actually being represented and what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I think that is as a as black people, as you said, if an individual, if, if a group of people come and they target you and they target you on physical, emotional, and psychological levels, spiritual levels. They specifically target you on a spiritual level because that's the the, the heart of your power. Mm -hmm. And then they give to you and they warp a religious, uh, they warp a religion to you and they re make it represent your oppressor and you continue for generations to give energy to that image. <clears throat> I, because, because of the power of black people, we are able to energize anything, right? Mm -hmm. Even something that I think is false. Mm -hmm. But you can only get but so far. And yeah, at a certain yeah. point, you have to move beyond. You have to evolve. And you, I, I, think, I think of these religious systems as, as things that come about in their time. But our problem is when we allow them to become fixed dogma. We have to return to tradition. We have to know. It's about, is this serving us right now? Is this right. causing love? Is it causing what it says it's supposed to do? Mm -hmm. And if it's not, then we have to evolve it. Yeah, I see that. Evolve it, yeah. right? What else, you know, what else can I learn about in the context of this religious system and philosophy that will help me expand the needs that I have today yeah, with the currently. communities that I'm dealing with today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's I, how I try to think about it. I mean, if I, I'm, the original, not even the concept of Jesus, but if you look at what Jesus stood for, just being, I guess, a truth teller, a messenger who was here to help the less fortunate. Yeah. That's what I mean when I say he's a good symbol. Yeah, but that, you the know, religious aspect of it, I'm like, eh. But I don't, I don't, I don't need Jesus to represent such basic yeah, elements, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and I think it does me a disservice to look outside of myself to find that, because that's giving both my power and my responsibility to an entity outside myself. Mm. So that means that when I find myself in places of conflict or I, I'm facing obstacles. I'm not seeking my own power. I'm what not trying Jesus to empower do? myself. Wait, Instead what of would what would Brandon do? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Jesus would get crucified. <laughs> Jesus, would get, Jesus would die. You know, but I, 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 I need to live, not just for myself, but for my people. Word. You know, so I, I think that those are, I think those are important ideas to think about. So, you, so Judas, Judas is a good guy to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Break that down a little more. But I, I, rather, I will say this: yeah. Judas is a guy. Okay. Because I don't see Jesus as a good guy. They're, they're guys. And these are all, these are all you know, allegorical figures. They're not real people. But I see them as, as symbols of people. And what I appreciated about Jesus Christ Superstar is that they were symbols of people and we were exploring their struggles. Mm. You know, one of the, most, the powerful, most powerful character in Jesus Christ Superstar is God. But we never hear from this person. We never see this person. But we see the actions of people who believe that God is telling them the things that they have to do. And Jesus and Judas both believed fervently in what God, quote-unquote God, was telling them to do, and it led them to destroy themselves and the person they love most. Mm. Yeah. But these right are the now, questions man. that are worth asking. I'm just going to pray right now. That's who are you going to pray to? That's a good question. <laughs> I'll be sure. He light skin. You know who his God is. You know when you're 40 and light skin, your God is I'll be sure. I got one more question, though, because I just, I just want to know your answer on mm -hmm. this. What do you think the, the symbol of Nipsey Hussle will represent in the future? It looks like 
the symbol of Nipsey Hussle is going to be an incredibly powerful one, just about unity and empowerment mm -hmm. and about recognition of self. Mm -hmm. And seeing the resonance of yourself and the people around you. And so what I'm when I'm looking at what's happening now, like or the, the the marches that my son is organi organizing and things that Tamika's doing and what up Tamika? Uh, you know, like I, when I look at that, it looks like the power that the energy of this individual posthumously is going to be uh, an extraordinary one about empowerment and yeah. about uh, uh, about remembering who you are and what you are capable of within yourself and within each other. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, that's where God is. I find God in the expansion of my consciousness and the expansion of the consciousness of the people around me. You know, the, our unity together, that's how you create God energy. That's how you tap into, type, tap into the God force, mm. you know? Brandon Dixon, y'all. Well, thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. All right, it's Brandon Victor Dixon. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Little Nas X. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, it looks like Little Nas X has some new music coming out. You know him for the Old Town Road country song that people are debating over. I saw a lot of commentary on social media about Little Nas X. It's a good song. I mean, people enjoy it. It's the number one song. Now he has a rock song that's coming out. It sounds like a punk rock song, and here's a snippet of that. posted, y'all think they're going to let me on the rock charts, so we shall see. I'm not mad at that young man, man. I'm not mad at this music. Some music is made for, for different people, for kids. Some maybe, I, I like Old Town Road, and, and I'm not mad at it. I like the idea of challenging genres. I think people there expect you, you to be a certain type of artist just because of the color of your skin and the fact that you can cross over into different genres of music and have that be an issue, but try to challenge those issues that we have, I think that's an important thing to do. Yep. All right, now let's talk about issues. Jesse Smollett's brother, JoJo Smollett, has done an op-ed piece for BT where he's basically saying that these claims that Jesse staged the attack is, is ludicrous, are ludicrous, mm -hmm. and that there is plenty of people who are supporting him, and the problem is with the bandwagoning and tyranny of the perceived majority. According to JoJo, Jesse Smollett did not even want to contact the police after the incident happened in Chicago and that detectives refused to show Jesse video, photos, or any evidence to prove who the attackers were. Yeah, the whole story just seems crazy. I think they should just be quiet. Just pay the money, let it go away, and continue on with life. Well, Jesse is saying that it's true, and I guess he doesn't like the fact that people are doubting his innocence. He's booked, arrested, maintained his innocence the entire time, and he's still saying that he's innocent. So. Well, if, if he if he's staying, he's innocent. I wouldn't pay that money. I would get my $10,000 bond back, and I wouldn't have done the community service then. Then why do the community service if you're innocent? Come um, on now. Why just give him 10000 if you're innocent? Right. So he's nah. saying that we should stop victim blaming and shaming and ask the simple question, what if Jesse is telling the truth? Then he wouldn't have, he, he would get his 10000 back and he wouldn't have done that community service. All right. But let's be clear, though. There are a lot of people who take plea deals even though they're innocent. 
That there is true. There, that's definitely true. So we can't deny that. That is true. That is true. But if I'm innocent and I got Jesse money and there's no way they could prove I did it and the world is issuing on me and this can, and this is my career, my life, I'm fighting it to the end. Or some people feel like I just want this to be over with. So if all I got to do is some community service and pay $10,000 for it to go be done, It'll I'll never, do that. And, it, I, and my record is good and they're going to throw it away. Some people might accept that because it's a lot easier than fighting something to the end. It'll never be over. People and a lot less have expensive. Jokes. Yeah, true. All right, now let's talk about Kodak Black and him getting busted at the border. That could cause other issues for him, as I'm sure we all thought right away. Because, you know, he's out on bond right now, and they're saying that because of that incident, uh, he could end up going back to jail. So we shall see what happens. He's been out on $100,000 bond, and that is after he was accused of sexually assaulting a teenager at a hotel in South Carolina. Did you see his new hairdo? He's blonde now. He looks like uh, Lisa, was it Lisa Simpson? Look like one of the Simpsons. And since we're talking about all of these deals and everything, Cardi B has just rejected a plea deal. And that's for the alleged 2018 fight at a New York City strip club that she allegedly had something to do with. According to uh, the ladies, they're saying that they were targeted by Cardi B's team mm. at a club where Offset was performing. So she has rejected that plea deal. So she's going to fight it to the end. She's going to fight it. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now... Let us know what you want to hear. The People's Choice Mix is up next. Now, Revolt is off for the week, so you won't see us on Revolt this week. But the mix is up next. Let us know what you want to hear. 800-585-1051. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to everybody that came out to Detroit. Of course, I did a real estate seminar out there. We had over 600 people. I'll tell you one thing. The people in Detroit, they want to know, like, it got to the point, <laughs> one lady from Detroit told uh, one of the speakers, was like, would you stop rambling and tell us how we could get this money? Mm -hmm. I, I said, ma'am, they're trying to tell you. They're telling you what what areas to buy in and this, that, and the other. But shout out to everybody that came out. It, it was a good four-hour conversation about real estate, how to get people in real estate. Wow. And, and when we do these seminars, we bring people that can actually help them, credit people. We bring agents, lenders, right to your front door. So all you got to do is just listen and, and, and do it. And we well, try to guide and help you. Hmm? You love the D. Me and Envy both yes. love the D. The D was great this weekend. This weekend, amazing. <laughs> great, there you go. I smoked in the D, too. Ooh, did you? Yes. Yeah, did you did. inhale? What else you do for the D? I did, I did, I did inhale. Well, you put I your did. lips on the D this weekend is what you're saying. I'm not messing with you. You so, just said it. So shout out to everybody that came out to that, <laughs> to that seminar. And next week, we're in Atlanta. So I can't wait to see you guys. What? <laughs> From the D to the ATL. Man, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? No if way. you love the D, Atlanta's a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And all shout right. out to our Brooklyn Nets who play again tomorrow. That's right now right. we're down 1-3. No, you're down 3-1. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're 1, they're 3. Yeah, no, yes. we're down. We know. We put ourselves first. Yes. Oh, my God. But 1-3 is actually my birthday, January 3rd. All we gotta Trump do is clues bomb fans lead. That's why y'all pair to be the ambassador of Brooklyn. That's goddamn. <laughs> All we gotta do is win these next three. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, the game's Tuesday night. <laughs> I'm gonna try to go to that game out in Philly. Hey, yo, salute to everybody at Madison Square Garden <laughs> too, man. And everybody at ESPN. I went to the fight this weekend to go watch Terrence Crawford versus Amir Khan. You know, I'm a big boxing. People guy. were upset at the Amir Khan fight. I don't what know happened? why. Did he quit? I don't know. I just saw what happened. What happened? Um, he quit in the sixth round, which I expected him to. Actually, I mean, he was gonna get knocked out either way. 
Uh, I think I think Terrence Howard would have finished him off by the seventh Terrence round. Terrence Howard, he was. I mean, Terrence Crawford. Terrence, <laughs> Terrence Howard. Like, Damn. I'm sure Terrence Crawford okay. would have finished him off by the seventh <laughs> round. But th- that 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 was a fight that I mean that should, he should have never been in the ring with Terrence Crawford. He said he had an elbow injury. All right, what punched him up, yeah, below the belt. Knock it off. Terrence Crawford is an elite level fighter. You just you got into the ring with an elite level fighter and you're not an elite level fighter. So you think he'd have lost to Terrence Howard too? Uh, no, nah, I mean, I can't watch Terrence Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Need to watch Terrence Howard. All right. Well, when we come back, we got your positive no don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, you got a positive note, Charlemagne? Yes, man. My positive note is simply this Be careful who you pretend to be because you might forget who you are. Do you hear me, all you people pretending on Instagram? Be careful of me. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?